Welcome everybody to Tuesday, February 13th at 6.31.32. We will call this meeting to order. I'm very sorry. Okay. Roll call, Miss Evans. Councilmember Matthew Finn. Here. Councilmember Denise Rogers. I'm here. Councilmember Terry Nolan is absent. Councilmember Gary Thomas is absent. Councilmember Amy Lance. Here. Vice Mayor Jeremiah Barron. Here. And Mayor Taki. Here. Thank you, Miss Evans. Everybody, please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You may be seated. Anybody that would like to stand for the invocation may do so. We're going to have uh, Gary Mortimer tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful spring-like day that we're enjoying in our area. Thank you for the moisture that we have received on our land and let it nourish and strengthen our lands. Thank you for all that you do for us. Please bless that this council meeting may be productive and efficient and all those things that need to be talked about and discussed this evening are, are handled in a in a professional manner and those appropriate questions are asked um, by the citizens of the community to be able to get their their questions answered um, those people that are watching online that they may be able to understand the meeting and they have may have good access to to this meeting through the technology available thank you for all that you do for us and this i say in the name of jesus christ amen amen, amen. you may be seated <clears throat> Item 5A, Council Announcements about Outside Meetings and Committees. Myself, the Vice Mayor, and the Town Manager met with EPA today and ADEQ for a positive meeting for some of the um, information that we've been requesting. And after the meeting, they are going to respond and get back with us at a prompt date here soon. So I'll bring you more from that meeting. Okay. Thank you. Anybody else? All right. Seeing none, we'll move on to six public comment on non-agendized items. The council wishes to hear from citizens at each meeting. Individuals may address the council on any issue within its jurisdiction. Council members are forbidden by Arizona Open Meeting Law from answering your questions, discussing issues raised, taking legal actions on the matters raised during public comment. A three minutes per speaker limit shall be imposed. Everyone should read the notation in the agenda, which fully explains the town's procedures and rules. All right, who's first? <laughs> Brant, you won first. Thank you. 
Sue Brandt, Humboldt. My heart is full of peace and joy tonight. You see, when Satan's, Satan and his demons attack, it means he's losing. If you had any idea how many little miracles had to happen to bring me to this tiny town, you would understand why I'm fighting so hard. The people of this town are not misguided. In fact, according to our survey, they know exactly what they want. I truly believe God brought me here to make sure that the people of this town are heard, and be heard they will. No amount of hatred, name-calling, kicking me off a Facebook page, or even false pity is going to stop me. You see, God himself has my back, and he has assured me that Satan will never grab, grab a hold of this tiny town, not on his watch. I smile because in the end, God always wins. Drake, Dewey Humboldt. Denise, I hope your husband will not mind. I am here tonight to tell everybody to plant, plant, plant. I don't know how long the EPA project is going to take or how long all this is going to take, but there are so many weeds, garlic, everything that will absorb toxins out of your soil. It's better than being there in the dust if your kids are playing outside. Everybody, please plant. And the reason I'm saying plant is because EPA is going to come in and put a cap on where they're throwing all the supposed dirty soil, what they're supposedly cleaning up. Sunflowers, garlic, things like that can absorb toxins. If we can get the max amount of toxins before they come and do their cleanup, so if we plant now, that will maximize the benefit of what the EPA is supposedly doing for us. Sorry, I don't trust the EPA, but please, for the love of God, plant. And this book has all of the local Dewey Humble weeds. It says weeds, but native plants do so much more than any foreign plants. And this has all of our native plants in here. I'm getting together with a biologist, a chemist, and seeing which ones of these we can maximize the most of. But please, please just plant. That's it. Thank you. <clears throat> Who's next? Come on, Ms. Brooks. Thank you, Mr. Mayor and Council, for allowing me to address you. Uh, Karen Brooks, Humboldt. Um, I've got three issues. First, I would like to applaud Todd in Public Works for the outstanding job that man does day in and day out and day in and day out. I have no idea how many thousand hours he's been on the end of a weed eater or how many miles of weed eater cord he's used up and everything. But uh, he saw my husband not getting around as well as he used to and everything. And he got the outside weeds in Third Street and uh, Butte and Calumet and things. And I just can't tell him and, and the town how much I appreciate all of his hard work. He alone keeps our town looking better than, I think, five other people put together. Um, he's just outstanding. My second issue is, uh, if anybody knows what the 
type of cable or anything is being put in on Main Street south of 3rd. Um, they've been down there working a couple of days, and I'd be interested in knowing what it is. Or It's a big black cable, so <laughs> that's what I can tell you. So anyway, um, I don't know if they have permits or easements or whatever, uh, but it would be interesting to know what's happening there. Another issue that came up today um, um, is in 3rd Street, um, and I'd like to correct Mr. Fields, your town public works is located in third street not third alley <laughs> but anyway in third street today there was a, a ford f-150 pickup uh parked there cream colored it had no decals on the doors or anything and it had an aerial sticking up in the air i don't know if they were testing like the air but it was kind of a weird place to be testing it or what they were doing there maybe they were trying to get my Wi-Fi, because it certainly hasn't been working worth a darn at my house. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's some issues I'd like to find out what's happening and everything. And uh, thank you very much for your hard work. Thank you, Mayor and Council. Jason Chisholm, Town of Dewey Humboldt. To answer Mrs. Brooks' question, the digging that's on Main Street right now is a gas line being relocated. It was on somebody else's property, that individual of that property offered up the easement to the utility company for a large sum of money, and they said no, so they decided to move it out into the easement. That's what's going on there. On another note, um, on Saturday, I received information I requested from Stuart McLean of Humboldt Water Systems, and it was 2017, 2020, and 2023's user and test results for lead and copper on the water. I have forwarded that on to Mr. Sims, town manager, as well as Ashley Preston to be disseminated to you, the council. I didn't want to get in violation of an open meeting law by sending it to everybody, so I didn't want anybody else to get in trouble, so I just thought the lesser the better. I'll let Mr. Field do his job and Mr. Sims do his job and send it to you all. So if if you could be on the lookout for that, it's very, very important to the Superfund cleanup. Like I say, it's 2017, 2020, and 2023. Those tests are done at about five or six random points every three years, and they're only testing for lead and copper in those. So thank you for your time. Anybody else? All right. Seeing none, we will move on to item seven, town manager's report. Mr. Field. Uh, yes, Mayor and, and Council. Um, just want to follow up on a few things. Um, we've been getting complaints about uh, the pothole on Kachina and the pothole uh, at the end of Main Street where we have the light out here. And, um, and uh, that area, and I had Jade go and look at it. It's not the town's responsibility, but what I have done is I called up ADOT in order to make sure that we can uh, have someone from uh, their offices come out and check it out. Turns out that uh, the Kachina one uh, pothole is a responsibility of the Prescott Valley uh, uh, office, and the Cortez Junction is responsibility of this one. And so we have two different groups. Um, 
waiting to hear from them. Um, uh, the uh, okay uh, as to um, uh, Mrs. Brooks uh, um, uh, thanking uh, Todd, I'll make sure that Todd knows that um, when I talk to him tomorrow. Um, the uh, and again, uh, Jason was correct about Unisource working on that street. They've been going uh, down that street. Uh, they've been uh, checking for the uh, uh, snow fencing in case it was remediated. They've been potholing throughout that area. Um, I know uh, Robert Davis has been on that, has been talking to them, um, and they're talking to their environmental group at this point as well. Um, and the Ford F-150 pickup, we don't know about it, but I will tell you today when we did meet uh, with the uh, EPA and the ADEQ, that's one of the subjects that came up was letting us know ahead of time when people are coming into town so that we have an answer for people as to uh, who's in town, who's knocking on doors, who's doing what. And uh, so hopefully we will have ongoing reports of when people are going to be and that's it. Thank you, Mr. Field. All right, moving on. Item eight, study session. Item 8A, public safety report and discussion from Central Arizona Fire and Medical Authority, covering the period of October 2023 through December 2023. Presented by Fire Marshal Daryl Turpic. Topic for discussion include calls, responding, outreach program and services, and construction permitting. How we do it, sir? Thank you, Mayor, Council. Uh, so currently, CAFMA is still responding to about 369 square miles. Uh, population is a little over 106,000. Uh, we still have 10 stations staffed. Uh, we do have a couple stations that we're trying to project out for future uh, growth. Uh, so for October, uh, medical uh, rescue responses. Uh, in Dewey Humboldt, we had about 56. Throughout our district was a little over 1,400. Uh, November was about 38, and uh, 13, a little over 1,350 uh, for the district. And in December, we had a little little uptake uh, with 60, and then overall it was 1,466. So total for those uh, for that quarter was a little over 154 for Dewey Humboldt, and a little over 4,200 for the entire district. Uh, structure and wildland, uh, as you can see, October and November, you guys did really good. Uh, we didn't have any incidents uh, throughout the district. We had 14 and then 12. December, a little upkick. Uh, we had three incidents and throughout the district, 11. So, I mean, for the last quarter out of 31 incidents, uh, the town had three incidents. So, really, really good there. Uh, public service dispatches, you guys always do really well on this one. Uh, October, you had three, November five, and December four. As you see throughout the district, we're ranging from 30s to mid 60s. Uh, so for the total, you had, uh, you had 12, 7% of all of our calls for that. Hazardous conditions, you always, you always do really well on that one too. So we only had one in December. Um, so you guys are doing a great job on that one. Good intent calls. Um, you know, a lot of people don't understand what good intent calls are. These are can canceled route, uh, animal rescues, any any type of incident that's 
other than a uh, structure fire or uh, EMS call. So you guys are doing really good for that too. In October you had 12, November 10, and December 11. So I mean, overall, the town equates for very low numbers uh, con compared to the entire district. Uh, total dispatches, now this is throughout the district. In October we had 1,427, November 1,354, and in December 1,456. So total responses for the year to date was uh, 14,837 calls. Uh, we have an average response time of nine minutes. Uh, total calls per day are just over 43, and average fire calls per day is 0.35%. Is um, so that's it for my report. Um, I'm happy to tell you guys that in, in CAFMA, uh, we started a car seat program. So start to spread the word that we're going to be doing car seat checks at various times. Uh, here shortly, if, if there's families that need a car seat check, they're going to be able to go to our stations uh, down the road. Right now, they'll have to go to admin station. We'll do a car seat check for them. We'll show the parents how to install car seats. We'll check all the car seats to make sure everything is compliant. Um, I am in the middle of a grant process right now. Um, I, I have been awarded the grant. Um, I'm just waiting for all the paperwork to go through. So once that goes through, then I'm going to start purchasing car seats. So my goal is, is if, if there's a child that doesn't have a car seat, we'll put them in a car seat. Um, if somebody has a car seat and one of my car seat techs don't feel that that car seat can meet the needs of the child, the vehicle, or the family, then we're going to just go ahead and give them a new car seat. So we're starting that um, here pretty quick. I did a car seat check yesterday, actually. and um, So it actually went good, but I want to make sure that you know we're helping out the communities. Uh, also... Um, if you guys want, I'm doing a car seat or not car seat, a smoke detector walk in May in uh, Prescott Valley. Um, if you guys, as a town or council, would, would want to do uh, a future smoke detector walk, what we do is we team several entities and we'll go door to door in a community, and we'll replace. Uh, we'll we'll put new ones in. We'll replace them. Uh, I have 10 year warranty, uh, one battery use, uh, so we can put them up. Um, it's very successful. I know the last one we did, I ended up putting 96 smoke detectors in several homes. Um, one of the funniest things I found, though, is I found a smoke detector from the 1980s. Wow. <laughs> it actually works. <laughs> and, and made in America. So, so that, and I have it in my office now because that's, that's, that's an antique. So, um, yeah, so if you guys... If you guys want me to do something like that, we'll plan something uh, down the road for you guys um, because, you know, the goal is to make sure everybody has smoke detectors that are operating. Um, so, if you guys want that, um, just, you know, some that uh, goes for you guys. Uh, the other thing is, is uh, this is EJ, if you want to come on up. Um, he's our new hire. Um, he actually lives in Dewey, and uh, once he's fully trained up, what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to turn him over to the Dewey side. So, um, I think it's pretty cool that you'll have a hometown guy, so I feel like he should be working in the neighborhood. So uh, that's going to be one of the things that we do. He's still training right now. Uh, he came to us. He's got a lot of experience with uh, um, fire suppression systems. Um, so this is EJ. If you want to tell him a little bit about yourself. and Hey, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> it's EJ Clark. Yes, sir. Yep. EJ Clark. I live in Humboldt right here on Butte. And uh, I've been in the fire protection industry for about 15 years um, on the private side, doing suppression, fire alarm, 
I mean everything, pumps, hydrants, everything. So um, I'm on the public side now, so I'm new, but I'm training, you know, learning the ropes right now, but happy to be here. Welcome aboard. Welcome, EJ. That's all I got. You guys have anything? Thank you so much. Um, yes, Mr. Finn. Can we direct staff to do the smoke detector thing? Yes. Thank you. Sometime if we can get with you, and we would like to put one on the books. I promise. Thank, Thank you, so you guys much. for your service. All right, you guys have a good night. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Thank you. All right. Yes, Mr. Rowe. Hold on. It might be for you guys. Yep. Yeah, just hold on just a sec. It is. It is. I can answer my question. It's actually for you guys. No pressure. Come on up. Come on up to the microphone, Mr. Brooks. Come on up to the microphone. For a amount of time, we didn't have enough ambulance service. I don't know what's enough anyway, but how do I determine... What insurance to buy for for getting the ambulance there and have being all set like you're supposed to? So you're so you're you're asking a question for what type of insurance to buy to make yeah, sure yeah, there's your house. Okay, so so do you are you currently is it okay to stand yeah, yeah. Okay, are you currently inside of the Central Arizona's fire district side? Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about it. Because for on our side, so I think not to interrupt. You, yeah. I think what he's getting at is Lifeline sends out. Okay, so for a hundred and fifty subscription. Yes, and if you ever need it, it only costs you that because it's instead like sixty five. Okay, so it used to be fifty forty nine, and then it was like so. It's a it's a promotion to and then above that though you pay more into your Medicare because of it so. So unfortunately, when it comes to ambulance service, I can't answer that question because I don't have any. So because they're a private company, they're gonna they're gonna dictate how much is charged and how much would go towards Medicare and any type of subscription. I will say this: we are in the middle of trying to get our own ambulance services within CAFMA. So once that goes through, then you're not gonna have that worry. But oh, yeah. up to up to that point, I don't have an answer. When you when you get an answer, or get it works. Let me know. I'll, I'll 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 do some research and get it, but it's probably going to be somebody else that's going to have to answer it because I can't speak on their behalf. Okay, well, thank you. Yep. For the sixty-five dollars a year, it's cheap insurance yep. in case they do show up. Yes. But the thing is, with priority. Okay, actually. but for sixty-five dollars, you want to take the chance that it's priority. I mean, it doesn't matter one or the other. For sixty-five dollars a year. It's just a, a lifesaver, but we, they don't delegate who comes. It's just first yeah, response. So, um, but, and then, like I said, they, Kathleen is working on trying to get there. Okay. With it. And they do have one running right now, but it's under priority, right? Yeah. Well, actually, we have two. Yes, two, two, yes. Okay. Mr. Chisholm. Jason Chisholm, Town Dewey Humble. Thank you for coming in and speaking to us tonight about this. Um, First Alert and FireX does offer a 10-year warranty with their smoke alarms. It's in the Landlord-Tenant Act, so those of you that rent, your landlord is required to provide you batteries and recommend that you replace those batteries every six months. You're also recommended to test your smoke alarm every month. And 
he is right about the 10-year warranty. They are required to change those out after 10 years. So if you're renting, look at the date of install or the date of manufacture on your smoke alarm. And if it's outside the 10-year window, don't call a fire department to come change it. Call your landlord and make them change it. If you need to get a letter from the fire department saying that, I'm pretty sure that they would be willing to provide that. Um, they can also provide you the manufacturer specs on that. Um, having been a residential contractor, I ran into this a lot. So thank you for your, thank you for saying that tonight and thank you for keeping us safe. The only thing I will say is if you do have a landlord that's not willing to change out your smoke detectors or give you batteries, please call us because I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather somebody come out and change than, than not. And then we have an incident. Okay. So, um, with those new smoke detectors that I can get, they're also a one-time sealed battery, so you don't have to worry about checking or changing the batteries. It's a 10-year throw it away, and we'll get you new ones, okay? All right. So you Thank you so there. much, Daryl. Congratulations there, Mr. Clark. We'll see you around. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> Moving on to item 9B. 8B. Oh, 8B. 8B. I scratched it out. I can't read it. <laughs> Public safety report and discussion. Come on, Mr. Lieutenant Barrow. Uh, good evening, Mr. Mayor and council members. Um, okay, so from October 1st to December 20, uh, 31st, we responded to 507 calls for Dewey Humboldt, and there were 200 initiated self-initiated uh, self calls. So the 208 self-initiated, what that is, is that could be traffic stops, checking on suspicious people, uh, checking doors, make sure they're locked, all kinds of stuff. So that's just basically the guys out there doing, you know, community policing. Uh, during this time, we got 96 traffic stops. We wrote 49 citations. Now, not all of those citations will go into your guys' court. Sometimes they'll go out, out over to uh, the mayor justice court. Uh, 21 animal problems that we investigated, neglect, noise, pickups. Uh, one DUI arrest and uh, one drug arrest. So uh, we took uh, 16 of your community members to jail this uh, period. So I guess that's pretty good. So, I guess it all depends on what side of that you're on. So. Uh, from October uh, 1st uh, to December 23rd, we had stuff. So we had four bites, uh, noises, one animal pickup. We had 13 animal problems that we responded to check on. Normal calls for services, we go from a low of uh, 62. Wednesday seems to be a good day. And of course, uh, Sunday seems to be the busiest day. You had 86 calls. Uh, between 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night, that seems to be the busiest 12 hours. Uh, and then main, uh, main time is between 2 in the afternoon and 6 in the evening. Uh, common calls, so we had uh, one car accident, uh, seven alarm calls, one assault, one disorderly, and 21 family fights. So family fights are like anything that could be like domestic thing. So let's say a neighbor calls up and like you're yelling at your kids and the neighbors say, I don't know what's going on over there. We'll come out there and check it out, but it'll still be uh, called a family fight. Uh, you know, some, a lot of times we go to these things and they're unfounded, you know, two people that can't hear and they're yelling at each other and they think it's a family fight, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, everything, so it's pretty, 
You know, usually uh, the arrests are going to be based on your assaults and disorderlies. So you can see we respond to a lot of these things, but we don't, uh, you know, there's not a lot of arrests. A lot of them are unfounded or just investigatory in nature. Uh, as far as what's going on in the whole county right now, uh, big thing, we had 57 assaults in YCSO. In this area, uh, just one in Dewey. Uh, burglaries, 30 in the whole county. Uh, one in this area. Uh, theft, three uh, thefts in Dewey. One auto theft out of 18, and uh, fortunately no arson. Probably because that new guy lives here from the fire department. <laughs> and that's about it, unless you guys have any questions. Thank All right, you, Lieutenant. Thanks. All right, HC, Majestic Court. <laughs> Quarterly report discussion. Good evening, everybody. How are you? <clears throat> so, uh, pretty standard report this quarter. Let's go through the numbers. We're looking at the second quarter, October to November. You can see these four um, rubrics, they're all a little elevated. We were all a little more busy at uh, Therese answering the phone at the window, and work before the and the citations we have to deal with. Um, and that's mostly criminal citations because the civil ones tend to resolve uh, almost pro forma. Um, next slide, please. So this is a comparison of the first two quarters against the quarters last year. You'll see phone is actually down. It was 283 during this quarter, but the window is up, the motions are up, and citations are just slightly down. Looks like about 10, maybe 12%. Okay, next. With the reminder that we are not tasked with producing revenue, this is the uh, revenue for this year and the second quarter of the fiscal year. We're actually up, it looks like about $200 over the first quarter. The town is our, our first one. And then over here you can see of the revenue generated, the last quarter the town got 52%, um, this quarter it's 50, the states from 43 to 38. Again, uh, as I've reported in the past, the reasons those numbers play out are directly tied to what sort of allegation, what kind of um, crime they committed, and how each of those are spread statutorily. Therese just puts it into the computer and the computer does all the work. We have no say in where it goes. There's like 20 different little fees that come out of fines. So in this quarter, we, um, we did a little better than the state. And the next one compares uh, the 2023-24 fiscal year, if we could see the next slide, please, to the last fiscal year. So 2024 is above, and this is just the second quarter compared to last year. So the town's revenue went down uh, $220 or so, um, which is you know, statistically pretty consistent. And I think that's my last slide. Do I have anything else? Okay, that's it. Any questions I can answer? Questions? Any questions from the audience? Okay, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Okay, my pleasure. Thank have a so great much. evening. Thank you. thank you very much. All right, item nine is to adjourn. And I want to thank everybody for being here. Thank you, Mr. Suits. Be good, buddy.